now rocking with One Nation Radio. Welcome to the program. James Boy, Richard Ladder, and a couple friends. With the show for your wrestling needs. Shopping off the wrestler, the IWC. We gon' tell her how it is. We gon' shoot from the hip. If they putting out trash, we gon' rip from the bits. Make sure that you tweet us and you rate the shows. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Now let's get it on the road. Hey. One Nation Sports. One Nation Sports. One Nation Sports. Welcome to One Nation Radio. And now, here are your hosts, Rich Latta and James Boyd. And thank you for listening. SocialSuperFlex.com. BWB, what's up? Welcome to the March 23rd edition of One Nation Radio of 2017. James, what's going on, man? Uh, not much. Are you were you like surprised that it's 2017? You sounded like intrigued there. Well, I, I say 2017 and March 23rd for a reason. Uh, 20 years ago today was Bret Hart versus Stone Cold Steve Austin and uh, the submission match. And I love that match. I, I really think it's a contender for, you know, the non-Omega Okada division, which only one of those has happened, is a strong contender for greatest match of all time. Um, so, you know, uh, but, uh, we, we, you know, what's, what's going on with you, James? Uh, not too much, man. Just, um, you know, trying to, I guess, battle or trying to figure out these plans for uh, the logistics of next week and what all the hell we're going to do and who all we're going to try and talk to for the podcast. Um, but, and also trying to figure out, like, what shows we're going to end up going to besides, like, the one that... It feels like we talked about like five or six different shows, and we only have one ticket. Yeah. Or like tickets to one set show so far. Yeah. So it's like a point where we, you know, it's almost um. We gotta to to just walk up. Decisions. Yep. We gonna have so. to try to just walk up to some of these, but hey, y'all got any tickets left? Like, <laughs> 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 um, we've got a. Uh, we're gonna be talking about uh, Raw and SmackDown this week. Um, also, uh, some of the news that's been breaking on in uh, WWE. We had a couple of uh, actual deaths. Uh, one, Chuck Berry uh, died last Saturday, I believe, or last Friday. It was somewhere around there. Uh, rest in peace to Chuck Berry. Also, Jim Ross's wife recently died. Just want to send our condolences out to Jim. And um, from a less sad note, uh, I guess we can talk about... We might as well go into AJ and Shane. And this Shawn Michaels uh, story that has broken uh, today, uh, apparently Shawn Michaels did an interview with Sam Roberts, and he revealed that he was offered the WrestleMania match with AJ Styles. Um, he basically came out and said, but, you know, he turned it down, obviously. Uh, it was, you know, and Shawn, Shawn basically said uh, that they didn't have anyone for AJ to wrestle, and they offered it to him and you know, that didn't end up working for him. And eventually they put Shane in that spot. So now most of you, you know, if you hear Shawn Michaels is going to wrestle, okay, cool. And he's not going to wrestle. Okay. Whatever. He, he turns them down every year. That's not the big deal. The big issue to me is like, you had this guy who after John Cena left after SummerSlam, was carrying the WWE Championship, every main event, all the TV, and you had no idea what to do with him for WrestleMania. 
that just rubs me the wrong way. I think that's like absolutely ridiculous. Um, they, I don't know, man. What do you, what do what do you think about this? Like, <laughs> well, on one end, on one end, when it comes to the decision uh, making process uh, with WWE, a lot of it is how much of it is how much how much should I. Um, I guess kill them or or be negative on you know them as a company in their their booking decisions, it, um, based off of stuff that um, never came to fruition or, or based off of what we you know was what we've been led to believe is going on or or, or what actually ends up being the, the end result. Yeah. So like I try to figure out I try to um, I try to separate. You know, whatever I read on a dirt sheet rumor or whatever, or, or newsletter rumor, or reporting, and then what actually is on put on TV for me to see. Like, so for example, her example is the the meta storyline of them really not knowing what the hell they were going to do with Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania 30, and you know, going on for from about December two up to WrestleMania in that year and you know like even to this day i know you still have a grudge of like they're freaking idiots they don't know what they're doing they never know what they're doing because this is a perfect shining example of you have this gigantically hot guy and then the whole time and way they pretty much the crowd had to had to drag them kicking and screaming to the better decision Mm -hmm. um me personally I'm sure I'm I'm sure there's been so many of those that have happened that that's like that might be the 50th instance of them you know, coming, you know, along the way to come along the wrong, the right decision for the wrong reasons or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't really bother me as much. Um, in this case, I think, I personally think that's just one, that's a possibility that I don't really think that's actually necessarily the case. I think that's from Sean's perspective of what actually happened. Um, I personally think that, yeah, they asked Sean because they asked Sean every single year and yeah, they asked him for AJ um, but as far as they had nothing for AJ, um, given the time frame of everything going on, like given that, you know, Survivor Series, by the time they decided we're not going to do Brock versus Shane, we're going to do Goldberg versus Brock, and Shane is a, is a person left out in the cold, and he and we definitely want him to have a match because he was one of the focal points of last year's WrestleMania, so he needs to be the focal point, one of the focal points of this year's WrestleMania as well. I feel like they always had that in their back pocket as far as this. And then they all came and then eventually when they start putting the pieces together, eventually, remember originally it was, it was supposed to be Cena and Undertaker and they decided, nope, let's do Undertaker, Roman, let's put, let's do next to nothing with Cena, which still, you know, <laughs> whatever. And then you start looking at the people that were, you know, odd people out and, you st- and then, you know, it's almost like, um, it's almost like musical chairs. Well, the music started. The music starting to turn off. So here's, here you are. Somebody's got to sit down in a seat, and that's how we ended here up here. That's right. how. That's what I believe happened. Right. So I don't think that's necessarily something so egregious as much as it is. Well, geez, dude, I don't really care to see John Cena in a mixed tag match, and I don't really care to see AJ Styles beat the crap out of Shami Man either. But you know, or his punches. Do you see how hard he hit Shane with that first punch? Oh my gosh! He potatoed uh, that man with those fake-looking punches. Like he did the same thing to Jericho at, at Survivor Series too. 
Like, Shane, like, there's a gif of it. It's just absolutely hideous. Um, I, I watched that whole last segment and just utter disbelief. Now you, now you know how these things work on the buildups. They're going to make it, they're going to give each guy, you know, a couple things. Like last week they gave it to AJ where he just welcomed Shane to the jump zone. But <laughs> they had basically Shane Man whoop AJ Styles' ass straight up. So that kind of, you know, I looked at it and I'm just like, this is completely unbelievable. This is absolutely ridiculous uh, for yeah. this for this guy to to get the better of this former world champion and the fact the Undertaker had to sell for him last year now AJ Styles has to sell for him this year is a slap in the face of every wrestler in the business <laughs> like okay, like, Jim Cornette. <laughs> you know and, and and anybody that that thinks that shit is good you know I I, I just want to know where the hell you got that from uh, when, when he puts AJ Styles down on the table and he does his same uh, bullshit-ass jump that he did last year um, and expected us to go crazy over it, and he doesn't even fucking touch the guy, uh, how are we to supposed be fair, to... He didn't t- to be fair, he didn't touch the Undertaker last year neither. That makes it even worse because he fucked it up twice. So, <laughs> um, Backyard wrestler. Yeah, they, 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 I guess they had to get something for the video package. Whatever. I think it stinks. Um, you know, so nice they had to do it twice. Yeah, you know, you know they say Shane McMahon is a household name. You know, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> but so is garbage and it stinks when he gets old too. <laughs> um, so full cornet, huh? Yes, full cornet. Um, so, but but what did, what did you make of the other promo aspect of of their uh, their dealings? Um, I think I shot it off cool. on the brawl. Yeah, it, it's it's been good. I mean, I wouldn't, you know, I don't know if it's necessarily like <clears throat> it ain't exactly uh, Miz versus uh, Cena on the mic. It's not necessarily even Triple H carrying his view while while you know Steph uh, or Seth is off TV. But I I haven't been disappointed with their mic work either way. And you know, like Shane. It's so weird that, like, Shane, like, the way he talks now, I feel almost like he was a better talker during the Attitude Era than he is now. Mm-hmm. And maybe that might be because, like, he's just he was just always a better heel prick than he yeah. is as a good guy. But I think that's some of it. Like, he, he seems so, like, calm and collected and even-keeled and, like, a normal person that's just talking to the, to the fans or whatever about his situation. And he's not like really like giving AJ like any barbs or jabs like verbally. He just like saying like, "Yeah, man, let's just do this." Mm-hmm. So, and I mean, it was even similar in the same way with, with Vince and with Stephanie last year. So, and even the Undertaker. So it's kind of it, it's just sort of it, it's just sort of weird when it used to be the guy that used to you know look dead in the, look put his face dead in the camera and said, I, "I'm the one that bought WCW." <laughs> Uh, it's a little, you know, it's a little different. It's sort of, it's almost, it's, 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 it's like almost takes me aback. It's kind of like, dude, I remember what you used to be able to do on the mic. Like, it's sort of weird. Like, this is like a brand new character. It's almost like when you look at the old promos of the Rock from the Attitude Era, uh-huh. he does the voice, and then like now when he's like actually like up himself yeah. doing it, it's, it's kind of like, okay, I understand you're playing a character or whatever, but like, 
I sort of missed the character. Like I sort of missed with like the rock would just like just rip somebody to like, shreds. Kill, kill any any mic stand any human mic stand he had and, and dismiss them and tell them to suck on a mon- monkey's nipple or tell them to goose bump their ass up out of here. Yes. Or, or give them a wedgie. Like I, I sort of missed that. I mean, that's sort of like you know because I I harken back to the days of me like, me being a child. But I'm mean, sorry for digressing, but like yeah, it's just it's just different. I mean, I wouldn't say it's necessarily such a bad thing. That he's not a jerk or or smarmy or smug, but I sort of miss it though. Would have been perfect for him to pull out in this view, but that would have to nudge Shane towards the heel side in that case. Um, another good he's thing already, that he's already gonna get booed, so he might as well oh, yeah. do it anyway. Yeah, he's about to he about to catch hell um, at WrestleMania. Uh, if yeah, we like, if, if we decide to go, I'm that. gonna boo my uh, boo my lungs out. Yeah, like it's during SmackDown when he was you know cutting his promo or whatever, like the crowd. The crowd wasn't with him. You know what I mean? So yeah. you might as well go that way for one night anyway. Is this the real main event of SmackDown? Because I feel like the WWE Championship match is an absolute disaster. Like the feud's a they disaster. Don't... I feel like the feud's a disaster. The, the the unreality of it is just insulting. And the match, I don't know about you, but I'm not really expecting Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton to go out there and, you know, and drop a classic. I mean, you mean to tell me after all this time where they don't let Bray Wyatt wrestle, you think he he wouldn't be able to have a great wrestling match? You think, <laughs> you think, you think wrestling a lot actually makes you better at wrestling? You know, you, 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 know, so? you know, contrary to popular yeah. belief in WWE where, you know, they like to keep world champions off of TV out of the ring for months at a time. Uh, between Bray Wyatt and Goldberg, good, good Jesus! Like <laughs> he's gonna fight Luke Harper next week, but this has been a, a strange, strange title reign for Bray Wyatt. You know what's gonna happen, right? What? What if I'm pretty sure like our oh, Rowan is gonna come back and they have and they're gonna have the smallest finish? Oh man, I'm pretty sure. Oh man, this is gonna be terrible. Um, speaking of a match that wasn't terrible, um, the American Alpha and the Usos tore the oh, fucking man. house down on uh, on yeah. SmackDown and switched the title to the Usos, which I was so happy about. I've loved everything about the Usos uh, since they've turned, and what do you know, it's freaking amazing how over these guys are right now once you've got them to fuck away from Roman Reigns. <laughs> it's also, you know what also is amazing is? Like when you let like your really good wrestlers wrestle in a real match without any foolishness and any other like other distractions like other tag teams with guys that can't that aren't as good nearly as good of workers as you mm-hmm. and like focus and focus on it like they figured out a, WWE is really really good with the multi man match and that includes tag matches when they give it time and they don't get and they don't insult your intelligence with the finish. Like, they're really, really good at it. I feel like that's the best thing they do are tag matches and multi-people matches. And if they just put a, a true focus on that stuff, they could really feel quality time while they're trying to figure out the other stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe maybe we're the weird ones. Maybe we're the weird ones. Is like, look, we like the wrestling matches to be good. And, like, maybe there's a thing where, I mean, I, and I've heard about, I've heard this before about, like, the way ratings run, like people will turn off on wrestling as opposed to turn off on a talking segment, which to me, like that makes no sense. Right. But no, I'm here for the fights. On, my thing is, if you're going to put on wrestling matches, make the wrestling matches actually be really good. Yeah, no reason for for you to come out there and mail it in. 
Um, and these guys definitely didn't do that. Like they, they probably said to themselves before they went out, man, let's have the match that we ain't going to have at WrestleMania. So <laughs> on the pre-show. yeah, uh, happy for the Usos, uh, seeing these guys and as winning the tag team championships now as heels. And in addition to do it as faces, I, I think that pretty much seals them for the, I think they were WWE hall of famers anyway, but in my opinion, that, that should be a no brainer in, in this case. I mean, they're three-time champions now, right? Yeah, they're three-time champions, and they and they've done it for both sides. So yeah, so like, who else has done that? Um, like in like the last, let's say, like since two thousand ten, two thousand twelve. Yeah, like, let's say let's say since this in this decade, yeah, it's the been, like, are the premier, they're, they're the premier tag. Even though with New Day and their record-setting reign, like the New Day, like. They didn't have the a lot of the same chance the Usos had. I feel like the Usos have like matches upon matches upon matches you can point to. Like I think they're the premier tag team of this era. In ring on the main roster, I would say yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, you can say the Shield, but the Shield run was only was so long. Um, you can say New Day, but they really only had or allowed to have like that level of quality of match for such a short amount of time. Really, you know, that first year was about it. Tyson Kidd and Cesaro never yeah, really got there. They never really got out of the out of first gear. Um, yeah, they couldn't, have that, they couldn't have those kind of matches anyway, though. Yeah, it's, it's just you know these guys are real. They've been real for a long time. Happy, happy for them boys. And when they cut that promo on, on American Alpha and had them boys looking shook, like that's when we knew they they need to switch these belts. And that was like a month ago, wasn't it? Yeah, I think that was. Uh, I don't know. It was quite a while. Um, what did you think about these, uh, Miz and Maurice segments where they were John Cena, he was the robotic John Cena and Maurice was dressed up as Nikki Bella. Like they were cool, but I wasn't really, you know, like I thought they were funny. I thought they were cute funny. I didn't think they were like, oh my God, he's dropping bombs on him. This is funny. Like I thought it was like, I thought it was hokey, but it was cool. I thought it was like um, first degree, like, you know, first degree funny. Like it, it didn't hit the, the next gear, like of knee slapping laughter. Like it was like, oh, <laughs> you know, just very, just very like surface level comedy in a sense. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't, I, I thought they were, I thought they were good. I, I, I would not say I would not say that I thought they were fine. I, I would say they were good, and I would leave it at that. I mean, it's it, you know, I don't really watch Total Total Bellas and Total Divas, but like, it was almost like okay. So you know how back in the day, um, like let's say the eighties or nineties, you have a new up and standing comic. And they would do their comedy, they would do their whole comic set or whatever, and they would do a special. And then, based on the, like the stuff that was on their special, they would get hit up by TV execs and execs and do um, meetings or whatever. And they would come up with a, a sitcom based off of, you know, their material in their in their special. Right. So, for example, like Roseanne Barr turned into Roseanne. Um, you had the Bernie Mac show turned into, you know, Bernie Mac on Kings of Comedy turned into uh, the Bernie Mac show. Like, pretty much when he did the whole uh, talking smack thing, that pretty much turned into like made them decide, oh yeah, we should do a version of Total Bellas where they're mimicking them, and then you play them, 
you know, a satirized version of, of Cena and, and Nikki, uh, and you do the whole, the same John Cena voice about how, you know, am I, is, is I do, do the right time? Did I do the take? Did I say I love you the right way? You know? Yeah. And it, 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 that was cool. Because it was original, because I mean, you don't really get a chance for people to go do like the off TV, I mean, off of the arena pre taped stuff mm-hmm. as much anymore. I miss that. I think if John Cena doesn't propose to Nikki at this WrestleMania, John Cena is the coldest dude ever. Like, bro, imagine the awkwardness. The whole arena and the way this whole thing's been built up is like, hey, Cena better come out here and, like Neville says, bend the knee and <laughs> and go ahead and uh, you know, and go ahead and do it. If that man walks out and, and leaves her in that ring. It's going to be real, a real long walk to the back for Nikki Bella. Well, uh, this is what I'll say. Regardless of whatever John Cena decides to do, he'll never be the coldest man alive because he'll never be ice cold. All right? So, <laughs> it, but, but move, move aside by whack uh, Andre 3000 joke. Um, <laughs> I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure that that'll happen. I mean, I don't, people keep, I mean, I've heard a few podcasts people say, like, they think, like, the proposal will be a really, really big thing. But for me, like, I don't really see how people would much care. Well, think about how TMZ, like, had Rusev and Lana just, like, like, just bursted that on TMZ and they got all type of coverage or whatever. If they do that at WrestleMania, I think that'll be a pretty big deal. Okay, but, but what I'm imagining is, like, they're looking for... This is supposed to be like the Macho Man, Elizabeth, WrestleMania 7 moment, correct? Oh, they ain't going to get that. They're not going to have people in the crowd crying. They're going to get booed. No one, no one, people yeah. don't like Nikki Bella. Yeah. People people like, people really just, they, they tolerate her with John Cena's John Cena stuff. But, you know, but Man, they have appreciation for John Cena. That would be really. Bro, people are, people, you might get some class, you, you might get some class, you might get some cheers. You, they might get booed. Like, Bro, if they get booed. During that, bro, that would be like the ultimate just just stomach punch. Like I didn't even bro. think of the thing like of them trying to make this like a Macho Man and Elizabeth moment. Oh my gosh! And then don't get it. <laughs> yeah, like the whole thing is this: like, look, man, I just looked today. The look on um, StubHub to look at the secondary market for WrestleMania tickets. Yep. A front row ticket facing the hard camera. Is going for after uh, after um, fees or whatever. It's going for nine k. So you think those folks that are paying nine k are coming there to cheer for Nikki Bella and John Cena? That's where I'm getting at. If you're pay- if you're willing to pay nine k on the secondary market for a front row ticket uh, facing the hard camera WrestleMania, you are not no- you are not no casual wrestling fan that you hope like those people are watching. Those people are not in the stadium. What are those, James? Most of them are not in the stadium. Most of the people (laughs) watch from TV that are checking in because they didn't have to watch wrestling since um, since WrestleMania last year, and you know, or check in at SummerSlam or Royal Rumble since 1998. Fans that are going to be at WrestleMania, you know, since 1998. (laughs) You know, they say they out there. Say fifty thousand or uh, when did uh yeah since the uh, oh four since Austin retired or since no uh, or. Since Austin and, and Vince hugged. Right. Um, anything else on SmackDown worth talking about? I mean, uh, um, R- Randy Orton okay. and, and uh, Baron Corbin had a boring off. Um, those two guys, you know, 
just I like their match. Yeah, it was it was cool, but you know those two guys. You know, it's only so exciting they can get. Uh, then, I like their match. I didn't think it was a great match. I thought it was a solid match. Then uh, you know they built up that Dean Ambrose and um, Baron Corbin match. Uh, Dean Ambrose is, look, is looking like he's about to come out here and do this job, brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's about to do that job. So he will be since he won the title. Um, that may, that would make him if he loses at WrestleMania. Since he won the title, that would make him, I think, one in six in pay per views. Awful. Wonder why that guy's not yeah. over. Wonder why they make him the Intercontinental Champion multiple years in a row going into WrestleMania. <laughs> and then, like, take it off him, like, on some funny shit. Um, <laughs> what, let's see what else we had. Uh, we had John Cena and Nikki Bell, obviously, back to that. They went ahead and, and whooped uh, Fandango and Tyler Breeze. They had Tyler Breeze dressed in drag. Um, I don't know, man. I'm I'm not one for the for the whole drag thing, but you know, whatever. They they had to get their shits and giggles in, get their laughs in. John Cena and Fandango was the was like the uh Southpaw championship or Southpaw regional wrestling, so that was a nice wink wink nudge nudge at that. Um I thought that was uh pretty cool. Um what else do we have? Uh actually moving on to Monday Night Raw. Um yeah, we have the A show to talk about, Rich. Nah, man, the A show is SmackDown. Um, <laughs> uh, Raw made James or Raw. Raw, 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 Raw. The top match involves Shaming Man. It is not the A show. That's true. Uh, the but Raw went ahead and made James go ahead and turn off the channel about forty five minutes into it. Uh, I'm not sure Less if you caught that. up like since maybe then. Maybe a half hour. Okay. Uh, I James and I were talking the other day, and I came to the conclusion. Uh, you know, once they, 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 obviously Mick Foley was fired this week and that rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. And, you know, who did it? It was like, cause I wasn't watching at the time. Like I tuned in a little bit after it was, it was, it was Stephanie that fired him. Right. Yep. So, uh, sure so, was. so I, I pretty much figured it out with Stephanie. Um, she's never going to wrestle really. She doesn't really contribute that much to the product. Like in overall, if we're if we're looking at it from a perspective of it's a team trying to win a game, she doesn't really contribute to winning because she's not gonna get anyone over. Stephanie McMahon is Demarcus Cousins, and I'll tell you why. Demarcus Cousins he throws up twenty eight points, twelve rebounds a game on over fifty percent shooting most times. Am I correct, James? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, and... It's like year three, he's been putting up numbers that look like some Shaq shit, yeah. Right, and he, and basically, you know, if you look at that on paper, you'd be like, that's invaluable. And Stephanie McMahon, you look how, at how gifted she is as a heel character, as as an executor, when on when she's on the mic. Uh, absolutely the, the fiercest delivery in the business, like, even on a level above Paul Heyman at this moment. Uh, she's like... She's everything you want, like, as far as, like, a, uh, an authority figure, off-screen character, but she's missing, like, the one key element, sort of like DeMarcus Cousins. Uh, like, you don't really contribute to winning. Uh, and whether it's his fault or not, you know, we're not here to argue that, but th- 
the, we can only look at the results. We can look at, well, yeah, you're doing all this, but your team's not winning like over this long amount of time. And that's what Monday Night Raw is doing right now. They're not winning. They are pretty much, it's a vice grip that, you know, has a revolt. She's this albatross that just pulls everything down. And who can get over on her? You might remember me saying this, but I I said something on the lines of last year after Shane lost his match and should have been off TV at WrestleMania. Um, when they let him run the show from like from the the, the night after WrestleMania until the draft, right? Go to SmackDown. I remember saying like, dude, these shows aren't necessarily actually like segment per segment better, but it does feel like a breath of fresh air that now that you can finally breathe on the show that there's not a boot on your neck constantly telling you that like, yeah, you. That they had not having Stephanie or Hunter out there, literally like burying the crowd, calling you, calling you guys lazy, and you hate your jobs, and you have terrible lives. You remember that promo uh, Triple H cut last year, going into WrestleMania, when he was talking about Roman. Yeah, when he was talking about Roman, he's like, "You guys, you, you have your horrible little lives, and your horrible families, and your family, and you're going to get divorced, and your wife's going to leave you because because you, you hate your life and, and everything that you built." And yeah, you just hope one day that somebody will come out here and keep the boss in the ass just to show you how you just 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 so you have a win for yourself. And that's why you guys love Roman Reigns, and then the crowd booed him because he said Roman Reigns. Yes. But anyway, but like they've been cutting these same promos and stuff about how they're just, they're just lording how they're so much better than you and everything over your head for so long. And then that's what, that's before you even get to the part where for twenty years they have portrayed. The, the the top bosses in the company as incompetent assholes. Yes. So then, and and then whoever and then you know so then whoever they decide to choose from you know behind the camera gets the brunt of the fact that they've been assholes in front of the camera for twenty years. But besides that part, it's just like Stephanie. She never gets her comeuppance. Like you can think of all the different times where Vince has gotten his has gotten. Has yeah. gotten it from any and everybody, right? Whether he's getting rock bottom, he's getting stuttered, he's getting socked, uh, tombstone, choke slam, yeah, tombstone, yeah, people's elbowed, pedigreed. Like, daughter gets abducted uh, for cru- for sa- for uh, marriage sacrifice. That he was you know? that he was the one that set up, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, we, we we found out about it after the fact, but yep. anyway, so it was him, but. You, but it's just a micro. It's just like a takeoff from last week. It's like they can't let, never, ever let anybody get over on them. Like, and they think that them setting these gigantic overcome, like unsurmount, unsurmountable obstacles, is going to make people think that they can. That these people will finally get behind them and make this person and jettison this person to the forefront. But if you're Seth and you've been booked as badly as you've been since you came back from your knee injury and then you, you're, you're gone and then you come back and then you ha- you're dealing with this and then you come out for Foley and the damn stadium pops its lid and gets so loud and then you basically get you the injury you just had basically gets, gets re-aggravated because they put a crush against your knee twice. <laughs> I'll never and understand then, that. <laughs> yeah. And then you come back this next Monday and they're like, yeah, you know, they're going to they're gonna treat Foley like shit. And yep. then Zayn's gonna come in on his behalf and talk with Stephanie, and then she very step. Who the hell do you think you are? Like, you're lucky. What are you doing? What up, Caleb? 
right? So, and then he goes out there and he and then he gets his ass completely destroyed by by uh, by your boy uh, Samoa Joe, which is understandable because he's a killer. But like, so his Sarah gets his ass kicked, so he gets fired. I'm surprised she didn't slap him in the face on the way out, but they yeah. didn't do that. He's leaving. And then he's putting over all the people that are like, you know, since he's been in the company or been, you know, in storyline, how did she's working with these people? These are like, you know, like when we talk about before Dusty passed, how much Dusty meant to all these people behind the scenes as far as the development of NXT. So you have, you know, Bailey doing the tribute at, uh, at Brooklyn with the, with, the, with the polka dot stuff, even though he hated polka dot besides the point, whatever. Yeah. But then you see, like, you know, he's hugging uh, Sami Zayn for sticking up and the whole storyline about him, you know, basically tricking Sami Zayn to, to be to get to, to fire up and, you know, believe in himself against the, the fight, the monsters, mountain of a man. Yep. Uh, Braun Strowman. Then you have the whole part where it was his idea all along to stop the feud between Sheamus and Cesaro had a tag team. And they became tag team champions, and now they now they're actually like good a good tag team. Mm-hmm. And then you see the whole Bailey thing in the hug, and then what do you know? Like he's about to he's right by the ex, he's about to walk out, and then Triple H is right there, says to the face, tell him to have a nice day, bro. I turn my TV off. I was like, fuck this, I'm I'm done. Triple like, H got you again, bro. Bro, like Foley is literally maybe this is my perspective. This maybe this is me, but. Foley, I'm sorry, Austin and The Rock were clearly the two biggest stars of the Attitude Era, right. right? But underneath that, like, underneath that where there's Undertaker and there's Triple H and there's uh, Foley, like, Foley, to me, I'm just gushing from what, what I see with people when they talk about him as reverence for him and how nice he was. He's the most likable person and the most, like, beloved out of that group of people because of all the stuff he put his body through to survive or to get this company over where he's jumping, he's going through the damn, he's going off the cell and through the cell right. where he's letting rock hit him in the head 20 damn times, 50, 11 times in the head with a chair. And we have a thing you know, that we talked about to get, to get triple H over multiple times. Yep. And we have, and, a, and, you know, the okay. parallel now is, you know, pretty much Daniel, Daniel Bryan is like, can you imagine them like, you know, telling Daniel Bryan to fuck off how people react. Like it's the same thing as like, bro, they can't just 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 stampede it over him. Another guy buried, fuck him. Yeah, we'll bring him back in five years or a year or two, and they'll still love him again anyway. Yeah, like it's just so it's just so like I roll. I'm done with this. Like this show looks like it's gonna be. Look, I knew the main event was with Braun Strowman and Roman. I was like, yep, yeah, this just happened for the first half hour. Now that I'm good. Right. And on this show in the past, we've talked about uh, having insurance pretty much with the audience. Foley had all the insurance uh, in the Attitude Era pretty much, you know, when it came to who he did what with. Like, he dramatically changes The Undertaker's career the second he shows up. Uh, he basically, as you said, he, he makes Triple H not only in the mid card, but he makes him in the main event as well. He basically turns The Rock into a killer at a certain point. Yeah. You know, Rock him and Austin... Rock was a pretty boy until that, until that, um... I uh, was in a I quit match. Right. After Austin wins the title, who the fuck did they put him against? Oh, they put him against Foley so he can have the best matches uh, of that time uh, with that, yeah. that he had on pay-per-view then. Let's look back at it like this, right? When Sean was, when Sean was champion back in 96, when he was out here fighting monsters, 
like one of that thing was one of those parts was like, yeah, he yeah, he's fighting monsters and he's overcoming them, but like he ain't tough. You fight Foley, you get a you get a bit of street cred and, and a quote unquote edge, and you you actually have a tough streak. He did it for he did it for Orton, he did it for Edge. Yep, you got to have your real man fight with, with with mankind. Like, <laughs> yeah. So, so it's like, could that dude? Could that dude at least get something on the way out? Like, couldn't his, and especially when you're doing the whole thing of like all the people he touched in the, in the six months he was had the job or however long he had the job, you'd be like, you know. He did, like the Bailey hug and, and all that stuff that was touching, and he did, went out the door. They went black out and having a perfectly fine after, even even though they had basically killed him the past two weeks on Raw, and they still said, "Nah, he ain't gonna get shit." Yep. Um. Yeah. I, yeah. There's 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 a host of problems with Raw. Um. What else do we have going on on Raw? There Triple H and Seth Rollins. Um. They pretty much turn it. Uh, into a hold harmless agreement, so it's an unsanctioned match. Um, Go ahead, Rich. So it, with these hold harmless agreements, are those only for Monday Night Raw, or can you know they do something like that? I don't know on SmackDown for Daniel fucking Bryan. Nah, they kayfabe, bro. Yeah. Um, so you know, and Daniel Bryan himself addressed this on Twitter. Uh, which was yeah. a bit of him once again fucking with the company. What are you gonna do? Fire me? No. Um, so if they're gonna get the street fight stipulation, what the fuck is Shane and AJ gonna get? Like, are they gonna get a street fight too? Like, um, because Shane ain't wrestling no regular I rules I match. Never thought of that. Like. It, one might, one match might be okay. So as soon as that happened, I was like, "This is bullshit." Oh, hold on, you're better at the match stipulations than I am. So what I'm going to ask you is: Is there a difference between a street fight and and a unsanctioned match? I think an unsanctioned match that doesn't. Okay, there's there's been there's two unsanctioned matches matches that I can remember, and ironically. Uh, they both had Shawn Michaels in them. Uh, one of them was against Triple H, and that one had a referee count. And then there was a Chris Jericho and Shawn Michaels where Shawn Michaels beat the holy shit out of Chris Jericho, and they just stopped the match. So I don't know what they're going to do with that. Um, I lost track of the question. Uh, like you said, what's the difference between an unsanctioned match and like a no holds barred match? Yeah. I don't think there is one. Okay, then. I'm just trying to figure out, like, could they do a situation where one is a street fight and the other is... The last man standing or I yeah, quit like match? Maybe, maybe, you know, maybe one of them is... Maybe one of them turns out to be a, a, a um, Falls Count Anywhere match, and that's how they pull it off. Maybe they do that with AJ and Shane. Yeah, because and then Shane mean, can jump off... the backstage. Shane, Shane can know, jump but, off the fucking again, stadium. Like... But you know, I think I think one of the reasons why we don't really get matches like this is because like, okay, so if they don't have the match in the middle of the ring, then what's the point? All these people that are that are in this gigantic stadium stadium are literally like stuck instead of like looking in the center of the ring, they're stuck looking at the Titantron. Kind of so backwards. I, think, I mean, I think maybe they're running. They're, maybe they're maybe they're you know they can do an I quit match. They don't really do stuff like that. They can do an I quit match. Okay. Although, they, like the move, they, you know, having the babyface quit, I don't know if they're going to really do that. 
But which ma- but which which match are you talking about? Uh, AJ and or Shane. Which matchup? AJ and Shane. Okay, so what is Shane going to put AJ away with? I mean, you know. Should I say? Should I say that that shit shouldn't even matter? Be seeing that Austin didn't have a submission move. When Correct. Uh, 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 Correct. Like it's like you're okay. gonna have to beat the hell out of him and then ask him if he quits. Like <laughs> that's what you do. You know, <laughs> it, it ain't a submission match. It's a quit match. You want the boys to have an uncle match, huh? Yes, uh, uh, uncle. Like I'm done. <laughs> I'm done fighting. Yeah, no moss out there. Um, okay, so. Let, let's move on, move on, because, you know, we're going to lose our minds, like, getting caught in the weeds with this freaking AJ thing and this yep. Stephanie stuff yep. and Triple H stuff. Um, what what were your thoughts on the Roman and Undertaker and Braun Strowman stuff? Oh, my gosh. Bro, I really feel like this should be a triple threat match. I really feel that way. I know they won't do it. But when I saw the Undertaker chokeslam Braun Strowman and then almost keel over, looking like he was about, his body was about to break in half, and then take a spear, no, like he he can't do this anymore, bro. This needs to be the end. And he looks like he's like he's out there, like he's gonna have to take all the painkillers, like Willis Reed, to make it through this. <laughs> well. He did just have hip surgery, like, right before the new year, or right after the new year. Yeah. <sighs> I, I, I don't know. I I think what they're doing is a yard match, bro. Sorry? It's a yard match. <laughs> <laughs> bro, they're, they're saying it like that, too. They're like, you know, is it the Undertaker's yard or Roman Reigns' yard? Wow. Yeah, man, so... Like what they've done to Braun Strowman over the last two weeks has been like, if you want to talk about somebody being like having their jets cooled, uh-huh. like they like he, like he basically gets out the ring and and runs for and basically tucks tail from the Undertaker, yeah, and then he gets choke slammed by the man for, for no, no reason. reason. He just like he just catching he just catching bullets ain't got nobody's name on him, right? I don't know. This is bad, man. Yeah, um, poor Strowman, a guy that actually got over, uh, and this yeah. is your, this is what you get. Yeah, which is proof that even when you're their guy, you're only allowed to get over for so much unless you're the number one guy. It's proof. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> like think about it like that, right? So Seth, Seth, he was their number two guy. He got over, and people, and he wasn't getting, you know, he's getting booed and cheered, and people want to see him more than, than Roman. Nope. And what they start doing, turn him into a bitch. Nope. Like it don't even matter if you're their guy. It's just if you ain't number one in their eyes, like you'll never be. It doesn't matter what you do. It don't matter how many good matches you have. No matter how many how quality your segments are, it doesn't matter. Holy Lord. Um. Yeah. Uh, Roman Reigns. He he whoops the Undertaker's ass when they go off air with with Roman. You know, standing tall. It's just like, why are y'all doing this, man? Why are y'all doing this? But, you know, we're already past that point. Now, I'm just ready to see the match at this point. There's really been no type of build to this. You know, neither of these guys are really cutting promos. I mean, Roman cut the one last week. 
but we haven't heard from the Undertaker. Like, you know, why do you want to, you know, fight Roman Reigns? Oh, he eliminated me from the Royal Rumble. Who cares? Um, I like to hear I mean, Undertaker say something. Weak. Yeah, I like to hear him say something. So uh, it just leaves a lot to be desired, especially like with the buildups for his last couple of feuds when he was talking about these and then not showing up at all uh, at WrestleMania 31. Well, well, the, the, okay, so yeah, he definitely. Uh, I disagree with the fact that the whole thing of oh, we want to sell the intrigue of whether or not the Undertaker will even show up and what the hell it'll look like at WrestleMania 31. But I liked the I liked the the work they did at WrestleMania 32. In fact, like, geez, besides what, um, I guess besides AJ and Jericho, I think they I think that's the best thing they did for us. That's the best build they did on WrestleMania 32 was Undertaker and Shane. Oh, man. Like, at least by the end, they made it all, they made it make sense. And then they fucked until, it up the, the day until, after. Then, <laughs> they fucked it up. All, they they said, fucked it up 24 hours later. <laughs> oh, man. If only they stuck to the stipulation, we wouldn't have to watch AJ Styles fight Shane. But, um, Bailey lost a match to Nia Jax and she turns it into a fatal four-way match. What a um, champion. Yeah, Bailey beaten like a drum, uh, just, just losing, uh, absolutely clean, uh, just whooped, and Nia Jax is in the Fatal 4-Way, and I feel like the match quality might have taken a hit. There's going to be I, three chicks wrestling around her like she's Lex Luger, and he's Ric Flair, all of them are Ric Flair. You know what I think? their logic is for why she's in this match. Why is that? I, th- I think their, their whole thought was, well, if we just do, if we just do Sasha, Bailey and Charlotte, it'll basically be the same exact thing as last year, except substituting uh, Becky for Bailey. I think that's what their thought was. But <laughs> in this instance, given that there's four people, you can, re- you can do a lot of stuff to minimize um, to minimize, uh, oh, I'm losing, or Naya's, um, shortcomings, limitations yeah. in the ring. Like, so, you, for example, you could basically make her to the big, mo- the big bad monster that you, they basically all have to bury, they all have to team up to, to get rid of, and then they can go back to wrestling or whatever. Uh-huh. Like, they can treat her like she's Brock Lesnar, or she's Luke Harper in that Fatal Four match a, uh, a few months ago, or she's even, uh, Baron Corbin on another SmackDown four way that they had. Uh-huh. So, you know, like it adds to the storytelling of the match to have her there and to like basically be, the, you know, be a killer or what, or be a gigantic monster. And then, you know, the monster, you know, the giant falls out of the beanstalk, whatever analogy you want to use. But, um, so I think this match might be, you know, technically not, not, or not think, I know this match won't be, you know, as good as next year, but I think the crowd might have the possibility that the crowd might get more into it. Um, uh, it is going to be Orlando. The match. It is going to be Orlando. Maybe them feeling like they're back in their home turf of NXT inspires them, and maybe we get some type of performance out of them that we don't we're not expecting. Uh, but major plot oh, yeah. hole. Go, flashing back. Oh, hold on, hold on. Okay, hold on. That's another thing about this AJ Shane thing. A while like they're going to get booed. Bro, what was the impact zone back in the day? <laughs> Fucking uh, Orlando. <laughs> okay, where did where did where did AJ Styles debut in WWE? Orlando. Okay, 
And um oh flashing back to the Seth Rollins and Triple H thing. Major plot hole. Um Triple H basically came out in that promo and said, You started listening to these people and you you turn your back on us essentially. When the fuck did Seth ever, ever do that? Last week. <laughs> yeah. Like last I, week when he went, when he tried to make the save for Foley. Like that's why, it. Why, what did that have to do with you turning on him? Like major plot hole. Whatever. He's been making that shit up. You know, you know, Triple H freestyling, making it up. Remember, like we were just talking about last year, how he did the whole, you know, your, your whole your whole life sucks. So you watch wrestling to hope that like your heroes overcome, and that's why you shit for Roman Reigns. And then when he said that shit, he got booed when they brought a Roman Reigns name and cheered, cheered Roman's name. Like he'd be making shit up, and he'd be hoping because I'm Triple H, and everybody actually like really likes me and what I'm doing NXT that those ride along with it. I'm I'm sure that's what it is. Yeah. Uh, the New Day was on Raw briefly. Uh, oh, hold on, hold on. Real quick question, bro. Yeah. Since WrestleMania 30, has any Triple H feud made any sense, like, laid out on paper looking at it? Fuck no. I mean, you can you say the Sting thing, but it, it was... It, that's it the, did make that's, sense. That's, that's, it, it did make sense. It, it's the, it's the, He's the vigilante. Yeah, what? the vigilante, yeah. Um, they they made the, mat, the dream match nobody wanted to see. <laughs> And the, then he goes on. Remember, because uh, this happened in Orlando as well. Because I went to this RAW like a, like a few weeks, like the week the go home show to Fastlane that year in 2015. Uh, they bring out Flair, and Flair is there to tell Triple H that he's not focused. You don't know what you're getting into with Sting. Uh, and then Hunter goes and says, "I really want to kill this guy because back in '89, uh, you were the man. You were the greatest." And along comes some bleach blonde uh, bodybuilder, uh, jacked up bodybuilder uh, that couldn't that couldn't work a lick, and you carried that dude, and he became a superstar. So I'm going to kill him on your behalf. And then Flair tells him, "Nah, bro, he's legit." And then he pushes Flair to the ground. And is like, <laughs> "I'm going to show you, old man." <laughs> that was like that's what he was trying to get over, bro. And the thing is, Triple H be so convinced. He's so convinced that that, that this yeah, is I, it. I think about it. He shoved the old man down, and he said he's gonna fight on on his legacy, on behalf yes. of his legacy. How that makes sense? Yes, that man out there uh, on that wire. You know, if it's a lie, we fight on that lie. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I didn't know Triple H was in, in uh, inhabitant of West Baltimore. You know. Um, but, uh, yeah, the New Day was briefly backstage, uh, show, you know, kept way away from Raw after all those chants throughout the night. Um, they suddenly hinted at, uh, Xavier Woods' controversy over the weekend, which we're not really going to speak too much on. Um, and, uh, you know, I think, I think they handled it well. Um, I think they are going to have a lot more to handle. Um, next week, Raw is in Philly, I believe, and I don't think they are going to let that shit just ride. Um, I don't know, man. Uh, yeah, so, do we, do we need to talk about the crowd's behavior in Brooklyn on Monday? Sure, why not? Cause, I mean, this all fits together with the New Day thing because of Xavier and the Page stuff. So, all of the We Want Page chants... Uh, there was a, during the the match between uh, Bailey and and Nia for 
Nia's spot in the women's match at WrestleMania. Apparently, I, I was—I mean, I can't really uh, confirm this or whatever. I was looking around Twitter trying to figure out like why the crowd is like you know calling or you know saying you guys are assholes or whatever. But apparently, people in the front row, <coughs> like they said, something on the lines of like we got great. Yeah, they chanted we got great seats. The front like people in the front row. Right. Group on yell chanted, "We got great seats." So the rest of the crowd started during this match. So the rest of the crowd started yelling, "You're an asshole" or something like that. And then from there, the crowd, the crowd starts doing the wave. And then it's so weird because depending on the, it's almost like WWE once they like decide to like something like when they're in, you know, back they're doing the whole, you know, backstage you know, coaching or whatever to the, to the announcers. Yeah. It's, and, and the production crew is almost like. It all goes silent. Like, a night after WrestleMania, if a match is like dying on the vine, they'll say, fuck it. And then they'll zoom out and they'll, and they'll follow the whole crowd, basically just <laughs> shitting on a match with the wave. So, but this time they actually were like, well, this shit is actually important because it's a simulation for a WrestleMania match. So we have to pay this shit on mine. So all of a sudden, next thing you know, like, they start zooming it closer and closer and closer. But you can see that motherfuckers are, are doing the wave. Right. And it's just like, man, like, when crowds don't, like, like there are certain cities where, like, when they decide to, to shit on your match, it, it's going to be, dude, it's going to be diarrhea. I hope they're ready for wrong. the WrestleMania main event because uh, that shit has, has wave uh, potential. It ain't going to last long enough for them to get a wave together. That's true. Um... But uh, I don't know if there's anything else we need to talk about this week for that happened on mailbag. Mailbag time. So uh, we have some questions from our Facebook group, the Wrestling Square Circle. Make sure you guys go add yourselves to that. Uh, first question: We got a couple questions from a couple different guys. Uh, Nicholas Guerrero, what's up, Nick? Uh, he says, "What part slash old timers do you think WWE will bring back ne- after WrestleMania and leading up?" To next year's WrestleMania, I think the easy answer is uh, Kurt Angle. I think he's going to probably wrestle at the next WrestleMania. You think so? Yep. Okay. Uh, he's probably going to be in Ooh, the video game. You think Triple H versus Angle? I mean, they could, but who wants to see that? I mean, it's an easy it's an easy build to think about. Like one, like there'll be nobody else Triple H to fight now that Seth will be done with, right? <laughs> and then. <laughs> Unless he's going to do Kevin Owens or Samoa Joe, which, I mean, it's a possibility, given that they're doing this new, you know, evolution deal or whatever you want to call right, it, right. a new faction. So, you just look around and you're like, all right, Angle, he's going to be do- he's going to be the GM of Raw. Yeah, probably. Supposedly. So, we're, so, you think, like, there's an easy tie-in of, like, you know, Angle's trying to do the right thing, Triple H is still on his fuck nigga shit, so they're going to butt heads. Right. Yeah, they can do that. Uh, anyone else that you can think of that? Um, no chance for Batista, I don't think. Yeah, if I'm Batista, I'm never coming back, especially the New Orleans. Oh fuck no! I stay out of there if I was him, and, and we can get to that. Uh, I don't know when we're gonna get back to that, but um, Vince McMahon's absolute nuts if he's if he's planning on putting the belt on Roman Reigns in the same building. That uh, Daniel Bryan won at WrestleMania 30 at. 
in the same building where like the, the street got broken and under and you know Roman is probably going to retire the Undertaker this year um, and then fight the dude that retired yeah. him like <laughs> in that building that, that that's absurd. Yeah. Um, I maybe I, maybe I mean I don't know what his, his contract situation is with Lucha Underground, but I can see like I mean they they never want to let Ray go. Uh huh. And now that Ray is gone and they still like given uh, that lesson. The amount of the amount of like Hispanic or or Latin um, viewership they have, like if they can put Ray on a on a nice little schedule where he's not you know killing himself, I can imagine him back at WrestleMania or back at WrestleMania doing something. Yep. Um, next question also comes from Nick. Uh, he says, if WWE resigns the Hardys, do you think they will play a big role in the tag team division, or would they be just like when the Dudleys came back and be glorified jobbers? I basically responded to him, uh, and I said, so you're asking me to tell you how much I think the Dudleys suck, right? Okay, so Jeff Hardy was at one point the champion and was actually, like, a really good champion, which, you know, right. I missed that whole era, and I still don't understand it, but, like, that's all, by all accounts, like, he, he was, was a legitimate man. star. He was a legitimate champion-level star. When the fuck was uh, like, Bubba Ray or Devon ever, ever like that? <laughs> right, so that's why I'm getting at. So, like, worst case scenario, if they don't even do the Broken Hardy thing, you still have Jeff as a as a top single, or or Jeff as the top single or the top star of this legendary WWE tag team. Correct. So, I don't, you know, I don't think they'd be. I don't think they would be. Um, I don't think they're tag team guys. Like, I think. Well, let's I, say they are. I think they would. I think they would bring some cash into the division, and it would definitely give. The new day. What show they on? It would definitely give them, you know, people that are actually over. Yeah, I could see them getting stuck on SmackDown. Like, well, yeah, just do that shit over there, and you know. But um, I think yeah, the Hardys would would play a big role, and then both of them have singles potential. Um, especially with Matt right now being the hotter guy, I'm not sure if WWE will look at them that way. The, like, there are people that say, yeah, uh, Vince going to book the Hardys like it's 2008. And that would just be a colossal failure if they did that. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, we'll see. But the Dudley boys, yeah, they, they those guys, yeah, not really, not a huge fan. Um, question from Joe Saba, all the way from Australia. What's up, Joe? Uh, he says, which match steals the show at WrestleMania? Whew. I mean, how is it? I mean, it's hard to say which match is going to like how there's which match is going to steal a you know steal the show when it seems like this this entire card is in a vault, um, <laughs> a bank vault. So, um, whew. you got an answer? Um, I'm gonna go with Kevin Owens and Chris Jericho. Um, I think Jericho is going to find his old self for one night. And I think Owens finally getting a single spotlight at WrestleMania. We might see him do a lot of the the super athletic stuff that we like. Um, Looking at them, they're probably going to look at the card and say, why not us? Um, And I think between those two, they can figure it out. They've got a title on the line, so they can make it feel important. Uh, That that would be my pick. Okay. Um, I am going to say... AJ versus Shane only because AJ is the best wrestler WWE's had in God knows how long. 
<laughs> or I mean, or whatever you want to say. Like he's one of those, he's one of those all-time greatest workers to ever be in WWE and put on a and have a run of great, excellent matches. Um, but he's and he, but he's also doing this with a guy that will go out there and do and damn near kill himself. So I think that blend of excellence in the ring with a person that's willing, that's almost sadistic with his. I think I think we have a chance to see something special. Um, I, it would it would be quite a shock to me um, if I could just get over his punches. Um, <laughs> basically, all I'm expect, all, basically, really what I'm expecting is I'm expecting AJ to be out there and go out there and put on a good 15 minutes with a mop, and the mop is willing to go out there and jump 20 feet to, or jump 15 feet to the ground. Right. That's really all I'm saying. That's it. Yep. Man, what a low standard for WrestleMania. <laughs> well, yo, that's going to be the best hey, shit we see tonight. Hey, hey, it could be worse. We could be getting Sid versus uh, versus Hogan. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. Who's the man? Yeah. Um, any swerves during the show? Uh, oh, when of he, course. When, when he says swerves, I, I'm not sure exactly what he's referring to, but... Um, I don't know. Uh, there's got to be a Finn Balor. I mean, there's, there's got to be a Samoa Joe appearance, right? Right. I, and we're going to get to that. I think that's a question later on. Uh, Jeremy submitted on that one. Um, but, yeah, there's got to be a swerve. I, th- I think there's going to be some type of outside interference in some match. Maybe Roman and Undertaker. Uh, maybe we see an appearance from oh, Strowman then. Yep, and Strowman comes and gets that back from Undertaker. And they do something like that. Um, maybe Goldberg wins, you know, <laughs> who knows? Oh oh, look, everything that look, and I'm calling it now. Triple H is beating Seth Rollins. I don't know. You heard it here first. <laughs> don't yeah, be shocked. Happen, man. Don't be shocked because it when, when it comes to these big shows, WWE, like looking at last year, SummerSlam, WrestleMania, just pick, just pick whoever you think is going to win, and then pick the opposite, and and, and that's how you go. And but it, but here's another thing, right? So many of the matches, um, on the on the card, like the odds. If you were if you were like you know before we get to Orlando and they lay down the actual money line on these matches, if you were to say like who will be the favorite going in to win these matches, most of them are heels. Like Lesnar, he's a heel. Rain in a face versus face feud. Reigns is the heel. Um, I get, you know, Triple H, um, Bray Wyatt. Like, there's no, you don't have to really twist my arm to be like, yeah, Triple H could win because Seth is going to be not going to be on TV for a month after this, right? Or, or you know. Or Bray Wyatt or Randy Orton is that make him a thirteen time champion? We don't really know what to do with him as a baby face. Da 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 da. But you know, and and Bray Wyatt is a guy we expect to be a guy of future, so he, he probably does need to get an actual win at WrestleMania. So you know, because he because he he's what zero and two. Yeah, that man could work on being the Reverse Undertaker. Right. <laughs> right. You expect Owens to beat Jericho. Right. 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 So. Ain't a lot of room for uh, for for happy endings, as they say. Yeah. So you expect like there's going to be an upset or two. Look, Baron Corbin, he's supposed to win. Yep, Baron Corbin's supposed to win. 
Um, you know, the cruiserweights, who knows, you know. Or let, let me phrase that. He's not supposed to win, but given what we know about WWE's booking and how they, oh, their yeah. patterns on how they do this stuff, he should, like, you would expect him to win this match. And you'd expect Strowman to win the Battle Royal. So, I mean, what yeah. are they going to do? Um, question, uh, for Joe submitting this for Caleb. Uh, will Sami Zayn be on the show? <laughs> yeah, the Andre Battle Royal. Yes, um, we've had a, we, we, we've had that, we've had him like locked into that spot since what before Royal Rumble? Right, terrible. Uh, Simon asks, "What's up, Simon? Uh, what would it take to repair Braun Strowman at this point?" <sighs> Triple H gave an interview where he said they have big plans for Braun Strowman after WrestleMania. Whatever the fuck hey, that I got means. A what what if Braun Strowman they figure out a way to get Braun Strowman to the ring to, to break up uh, Undertaker versus Roman and they, and that shit ends in a no contest? They could do that. They could. They could you know have... they really don't want to be Undertaker, and you know they really don't want to be uh, be Roman, even though he he could he could absorb a loss right now. They'd be like Braun Strowman. Braun Strowman destroyed them both and walked out. <laughs> there was no yep. winner. Oh my god! <laughs> you know how mad people would be. Think, think of it like this, right? Think of what we have in the storylines, and like Strom, like Strowman could easily have been added, or if they done a little bit more thinking, they could have easily added Strowman to Undertaker versus Roman. Mm-hmm. If they knew this is how it was going to end up, uh-huh. they could easily add him to to make it a triple threat. And they also could have added before they decided to go with the Shane shit. They definitely could have done an AJ Orton and Wyatt match too. Yep. Nah, we can't. We can't do no triple threats at WrestleMania. Bro, there's so Whatever. many singles matches. Yeah. Like, when's the last time there's so many singles matches on the WrestleMania card? This is going to be like a throwback. Like, I, I think I said this a couple weeks ago. It's going to be like a throwback to the WrestleManias of old where there's like 14 matches and shit. There's going to be some type of squash match, which might be the main event. Uh, right. <laughs> and then there's going to be probably some other short match like that, that lasts under a minute. Like, th- I guarantee the- you there will be a match under a minute. But the thing about, like, these big cards is, like, there's only but so much wrestling in, a, in the exact same style that you can, like, deal with. Right. So, like, you're really going to get four hours and change of, this, of you know. Of not mind-blowing wrestling? Of, of not even that. Just of regular guys, wrestling? Of, even if it was mind-blowing wrestling, of two, guy, of two people in the ring wrestling against each other consistently. Right. You know what I mean? Like, it will, it will be, I mean, I understand we have the women's. Fatal Four A match, but like in the uh, tag, intergender tag match, everything else is is in the battle royal. But like literally everything else is gonna be like in all the big matches. All the matches are pretty much just straight two people in the two people in the ring working out uh, their 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 uh, heat right with each other. Um, yeah, with Strowman, I think I think you got to have them show up. And do something aside from winning the Andre the Giant Battle Royal, like, and he's got to like, he's got to be in the title picture, pretty much immediately after uh, the um, after WrestleMania. But you know, is he going to get the chance? Probably not. Well, what if what if he eliminates every single person in the Battle Royal by himself? <laughs> and be like, I demand to be. Go ahead. Like he eliminates every single person, and then he goes, he finishes, he goes one on one with the Big Show. He goes face face with him, throws him out, and then at the end, and then like you know how they've always sold how gigantic and how heavy that trophy is, right? Right. 
Like he picks up the trophy and holds it over his head like this. <laughs> or, like, sorry, it's, it's audio. Yeah, um, like this. Format audio. Media, Both but, hands in like, the air. He picks it up and holds it over his head. Yeah, and then he demands to be added to the main event and, and beats Brock Lesnar and Goldberg. That's what they can do to face Braun Strowman. He gonna cash in the imaginary uh, money in the bank briefcase. Exactly. Be like, there is one more man to be added to this match. You know uh, how unfair it would be for Braun Strowman to cash in on somebody. Yeah, that, that's bullshit, lies. bro. That's bullshit. Uh, yeah. Jeremy asks, "What do you do with Samoa Joe at WrestleMania? A run in in the Triple H Rollins match?" It's tough. Like you would logically, you would say put him in the Battle Royal, but like you don't, don't make no him sense. In the Battle Royal standing next to Braun Strowman is going to kill his mystique. It's going to kill his whole gimmick. Yep. And with Samoa Joe. It's it's weird that they had to stick him on Raw when he would have been perfect on SmackDown. I just don't trust him on SmackDown fighting against AJ. I just don't. Like they would be like, oh, this is a, this is some garbage feud that never drew anything, had no and no no eyes on, no one even knows it fucking exists. Like except for if we buy their their uh, their except if we buy their their uh, library, like uh, you know, and we and we sell it on a DVD for the fans, like. They would have treated it so small time. Yeah. That like they had a big remember, time. We were talking about this for you know even a month or so ago. We was like, bro, they you can't trust them with this. You just cannot. Yeah. Um, it, it's unfortunate because then also there's Finn who's in the same situation, ready to wrestle. Maybe there's a surprise match that we don't know about. You know, they like to throw those in there at WrestleMania. Maybe Finn Balor and and, and Samoa Joe come across each other and. Maybe Strowman gets eliminated by whatever some bullshit, and then the the last two guys in the ring are Balor and Joe, and they have like that 2007 WrestleMania, like Shawn Michaels and the Undertaker, uh, the, the basically the mini match inside to do the elimination. Maybe they do that. Okay, so how do they? Okay, so if they do that, how are they gonna get over? Like you cannot, and I repeat, you cannot have a have a Finn Balor appearance WrestleMania without the entrance. You cannot do it. Correct. So, do you do what they did at WrestleMania 30, where they gave Sheamus an entrance and Big Show an entrance? Oh, 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 that would be so... You know how, like, ridiculous that would be? And then everybody else are geeks in the Battle Royal? I I wouldn't do that, because, like, with that entrance... They're going to have to do all that shit where the cameraman got to stand up and then all those guys in there. And then he has to stand on the top turnbuckle and then all this other shit. Like, yeah, man, they've got to they've got to save this to like his. I don't know. Maybe maybe Finn Balor saves Rollins after they're all whooping his ass after the match. And then he's the demon coming out and then all those dudes are just like horrified staring at him for what will be an eternity and then he finally gets down there I don't know it's rough they got too many look they got too many guys and not enough guys at the same time <laughs> question uh, from uh, Jeremy it's so Leboy. weird that this dude's back doing house shows and they haven't put in there like nope can't you know we're Fuck saving TV. them for either Wrestlemania or the night after Wrestlemania on Raw, it's like, bro. Y'all don't come out here and save y'all fucking show? Uh, he's 30, was he 37, 36? Yeah, what you waiting for? Same yeah, with man, Nakamura. Like, like why Nakamura, is Nakamura in NXT? Like her toiling away NXT for a full year? Like, makes no sense, bro. None. Like, 
Uh, question from Jeremy Laboya. It says, do you believe AJ is going to have a bigger role on Raw this coming year? Like, WWE didn't expect him to be this good, so now they're going to have to... Are they going to better utilize him or have some stuff lined up? Or do you think he's going to be underutilized since Reigns is their choice for the top guy? I think we mentioned something like this last week uh, where I don't think you can have AJ Styles and Roman Reigns on the same brand anymore. Um, they're always being direct competition with each other, so if Styles comes raw, Reigns will be going to SmackDown and Styles will have a chance to get his own attention. But... Looking at what they've done with AJ, I don't have a reason to think that they're going to plan long-term from him, for him. Maybe maybe it'll be different than he's on the quote-unquote A-show, and then they'll actually treat him like he's actually the top a top star or whatever. Maybe, I don't know. I I don't know what the hell. Like, AJ, AJ could be, like, the main event of WrestleMania 30, or actually he can't, I'm sorry. <laughs> like, let's do this. AJ could cause such a could be the person that caused such a groundswell that they actually have to force to change their plans to where like he gets into the main event of WrestleMania, or he could be a person to like be on like the fourth match. Man, it's crazy. It's crazy, man. Um, Dellen James asks, "What's going on, Dellen? Uh, are you guys looking forward to WrestleMania in any way?" Or are you guys more interested in the Raw and SmackDown afterwards? I'm. I was not into WrestleMania in any way, shape, or form really until last week's um, episode of Raw. Mm-hmm. They put a lot of stuff in motion, so a lot of it was like you know dealing with the whole being bummed out thing with like God, this is not a WrestleMania card I would ever want to. I would ever have built up in my like I would ever have booked myself, uh-huh. but. Like, they've gotten AJ in the Shane thing over. They've gotten, in my opinion, um, I mean, like, right off the bat, like, immediately right after Fastlane, they got over the uh, the U.S. title match between uh, Jericho and Owens. So, and, you know, it is, as much as I'm, like, sick and tired of, like, the same old thing with, 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 with Triple H, like, I'm glad he's back. Like, I'm glad that a really, really good wrestler is back wrestling. Mm-hmm. It's going to be back wrestling, so maybe maybe I'm maybe I'm just like tricking myself into liking this more than I should. But like I've you know I I've, I've liked some of the things they've done. Um, I'm not really excited for WrestleMania. Uh, I don't know if you guys can tell, um, but <laughs> I, I'll I'll go with Raw and SmackDown uh, being more excited for it just because there's a greater chance of unknown. Even though in the past that they've kind of come up short the night after WrestleMania, but like, oh, okay, like, and it's not exactly because you build it up so much. There's no way that, you know, because I think we're all expecting Nakamura or someone to debut in those two days. And if that doesn't happen, there's, it's a failure. I, I really right. think that's, that, that's what's going on. So I'll go ahead and take, bite the bullet and say, hey, I'm excited for that because if Nakamura debuts, that pretty much beats anything at WrestleMania for me. Um, I want to take a couple minutes to praise 205 Live and bend the knee for the champion uh, Neville and what him and Austin Aries are doing on the mic right now, just going at it. And I, if you guys didn't uh, catch the match with Mustafa Ali and Neville from this week, good God, please go check it out. They're just doing like some unbelievable stuff. Uh, I'm excited to see Austin Aries get a chance. Uh, also, another guy from TNA in Orlando. Uh, who will probably be receive a massive ovation there. 
if these guys get shorted on their time and jobbed and robbed, it's a fucking travesty because these two guys with Austin Aries on the mic uh, behind the table and then Neville doing it in the ring for the last three months have turned that show from why would I ever want to watch this after two hours of SmackDown and three hours of Raw into if I'm not going to watch it right away, I'm damn sure going to watch it before the next one. And Mm -hmm. I think, you know, small steps have been taken on 205 Live to really make it a well-rounded show. Um, And once Neville caught fire, it allowed for a guy like, it allowed for Aries to, you know, come in place as his next opponent. Um, Noam Dar has been interesting with the whole Alicia Fox angle and Rich Swan. Of course, Jack Gallagher has been there. TJ Perkins has been up and down. I'm even starting to enjoy what Brian Kendrick and uh, Tozawa have going on right now. So, uh, James, I don't know if you're watching 205 Live, but it might be time to start, man. Okay. I might have to just cherry-pick the good matches. Yep. Uh, As long as as you stay away from Devara, you'll be all right. And I think they're going to give Drew Gulak a gimmick now. He did a promo uh, where he was basically saying, you know, all these guys flying around he had a suit on so it was like uh you know these guys have to do all this this stuff you know uh, and to do all their high flying and all that but you know why does it need to be that way and it was kind of like a mick foley and ecw type thing like you know the hardcore thing like the anti that a couple months ago he had a, he was wearing a suit so i'm good yeah so like he was taking like he was uh he was taking niece to the ring or whatever like he was like you know con- almost like a manager for him wearing a suit. And I was like, okay, whatever. <laughs> uh, Tony Nese has been trying to get something going. He's going to be a long-term project just because that we, we can't like, he reminds me of a less charismatic buff Bagwell. The most interesting thing about Tony Nese is his ring gear. Right. And that's just always raw. Like, <laughs> um, yeah. Um, next week, is the go home show for uh, Raw and SmackDown um, for WrestleMania? Uh, how how have you felt like all about this build, James? I it's the best build since WrestleMania thirty, and I'll, I'll pretty much leave it there. Yeah, they um like if you because I mean every every step of the way they've had a plan, like they had a like. They got the Royal Rumble, and they sold on the, the go-home show. They sold the Undertaker, Brock Lesnar, uh, Goldberg uh, face-off thing. They all eliminated each other. Um, they got over the in that very same night. They got over Randy Orton as a as a top guy because he eliminated Roman Reigns, and everybody and everyone knows that Roman Reigns is the heat magnet. Um, they got over um, Bray Wyatt. Uh, for the time being, as champion, it made him believable when he was when he was beating John Cena. He was beating AJ Styles. Uh, they burnt down. They blew, they burnt down. Break or they burnt. They got. They they did the video package. They they did it maybe too early, but they still got it over with with with, with the whole burning down the the shack or whatever. Uh, they you know with the table spot thing, they got over Shane. Um, you know we'll see what they do on Monday to try to get to try to you know. Put Seth on, you know, babyface on on a better babyface um, set footing than uh, two weeks ago. And you know, AJ, I'm sorry, AJ, but um, 
Owens and Jericho did did really good stuff. So I'm, you know, they did a really good job as far as telling, uh, you know, setting up these video packages and get them all ready from World War II to to now. There was clearly you know, there, there's going to be people that are that are going to be left out to fray like like a you know like a Finn Balor, like a Samoa Joe, like a Sami Zayn, um, like a Braun Strowman, but. They they had a plan and they executed it pretty well, even though it's not anything I actually wanted to see. Right, like if if this was something like we we're looking at, like hey, this was the end result. This is where they're going to start, and this these were the moves they made to get there. I would call it a success, yeah. but I'm not going to be out here jumping for joy over this card yeah. because like you, you still look at that card and see what these matches are, and you know what these matches are going to and you have a good idea in his head of what these matches are capable of doing. And you're just like this ain't going to do it for me. Like the ceiling, yeah, you know, the ceiling is like it, like it has a low ceiling on this event. Like I feel yeah. like like something could easily overachieve on this and it's like oh okay like I would feel feel so much better if like Seth had not blown out his MCL again you know Mm -hmm. what I mean I would feel so much better about this card in general Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't know if you got anything else to add to that James but we could probably uh, run it from here yeah that's all I got all right. Um, make sure you guys stay tuned in next week. Uh, we are going to have our WrestleMania preview show sometime during the week. I'm going to try to attempt to put together something special throughout the week to get uh, some different type of guests on here. All our you know past folks. I'm um, going to reach out and you know do do what we do and uh, and bring you something special for WrestleMania. And then next week we are actually going to be in Orlando. Um, that Friday night and definitely Saturday and Sunday. So uh, if you listen to the show, you're going to be in Orlando. Uh, you can get at us on our Twitter accounts or in the Wrestling Square Circle Facebook group. You guys want to meet up. Uh, that's definitely something we can make happen. Uh, we'll be at NXT TakeOver to make it real basic. After that, it's home. But that's going to wrap up the show. Hope you guys enjoyed it. We out. Later. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.